when we need the wee 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 noise. <laughs> we joined the Big 12 all, all of a sudden, so that's cool. We're here. It's fun. Yeah. Hey, let's head out east. Hopefully come on, y'all. We love you, Circle K, and this is in no disrespect, but if Bucky's could come to town too and have we could have both, it would be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I'm just I saying. Mean, listen, I will say if there is a 1B to my 1A, that is Circle K. It would probably be Bucky's, even though I've never no, been. Different. It's just based off of the little thingy majigs that you brought us oh that yeah so the bomb. beaver nuggets let's oh, go yes. <laughs> i didn't know i was gonna love those so much and then you brought them back and i was like i think this might be my new favorite thing for a while for a while for a very long <laughs> time yes hello everyone welcome in to the phnx sons podcast i'm Lindsay smith that's gerald borgay that's saul bookman it's weird that you guys have like switched your spots yeah i want to change I it up almost a little called bit. you saul and i almost called you gerald just out of habit but happy <laughs> friday hope you guys had a great week thank you for joining us first and foremost we got to give some love to the goat that is diana tarasi Diana Taurasi became the first ever WNBA player to reach 10,000 career points last night. Fantastic for her, just adding to that already stacked resume. She had 10 points at halftime, and I was like, I mean, everything was going according to plan. And then she just went absolutely apeshit in the second half (laughs) and had 32 points to give her 42. She was phenomenal. She was hitting everything. It was almost as if as soon as she hit that that 10,000th point, She just kind of relaxed and just went crazy yeah. um, and really showed you why she's the GOAT. She's mm-hmm. the greatest of all time. Yeah. It, there are moments in sports where you kind of look at these players and you're like, "Are is this really happening? Is this type is this of performance? Like they're living up to the hype and then some in perfectly like fitting fashion for that player. I remember like watching Kobe drop 60 in his last game. You were just like, that's such a Kobe thing to mm-hmm. do. This was Diana Taurasi's one of many versions of that um and it was really cool to watch like i I enjoyed watching it personally achieving history that no one else has done in the WNBA. like she's the goat for a reason um and it's awesome to watch her be able to still do that in year what is it (laughs) yeah like 17 yeah it's insane so i mean congrats to her it was really cool all of the things that they had prepared for her when she Mm -hmm. got that thresh Mm -hmm. across that threshold so Really cool moment. Yeah. I mean, just the photos that we also got from last night, those are photos that I feel like will be circulating forever. And again, like I mentioned, it's just another thing to add to an already stacked resume. DT, let's just just look at it real quick for a hot second. So Emma created a graphic, but Diana Taurasi is a three-time WNBA champion, two-time finals MVP, WNBA MVP, 10-time All-Star, 10-time All-WNBA first team, Five-time Olympic gold medalist, three-time NCAA champion, the number one draft pick. She is without a doubt the greatest WNBA player of all time in my book. And this is just another reason why. Well, you can make an argument she's the greatest Arizona athlete of all time. I agree. And and you know what? I I do want to go – I want to say something real quick about that. Um, You know, Espo had put that tweet out. And Espo has been – he has been really – firm on how he feels about Diana Taurasi and rightfully so there's not another player there's not another professional athlete that has accomplished what Diana Taurasi has accomplished in an Arizona uniform Mm -hmm. there hasn't been I don't give a shit about you know like I get Fitz is like the second all-time you know greatest wide receiver of all time and all the stats and stuff like that he never won a championship Randy Johnson was here for like three or four years 
He won a championship, but again, we're talking about almost two decades worth of work. And the difference is, is that Diana Taurasi, much like Michael Jordan, is a trendsetter in the game. She is she has moved the needle forward in ter- terms of the women's game and is and has been uh, an icon in that sport. Like you can't talk about the WNBA without talking about Diana Taurasi. You can't necessarily say the same thing about everybody else in that category. And that's where it starts and ends. And people might be upset about it. And people have their own, you know, kind of sexist agenda as to why that's not the truth. Just stop. Mm -hmm. Just stop with the nonsense. Espo put that out there. And some of the vitriol that came his way and just, just so disrespectful and it's just by a bunch of lemmings that are that have no business being in those spaces at all like just be like just understand that as human beings there's different levels to what people can achieve and it doesn't have to all be in the same lane meaning that you have a fucking penis okay she's awesome and we can accept both for being true and appreciate all these athletes and still understand that diana tarasi is the goat uh, of all time period Right. It's ignorant and it's sexist. Let's call it what it is. People are quick to dismiss the Mercury for being women's basketball. They're quick to dismiss the Rattlers for being, you know, not the NFL. They look to the Cardinals because that's their number one team. The NFL is king and all this shit. But like no one in on the Cardinals in Suns history, D-backs history has achieved what Diana Taurasi has in her sport. None of them. Fitz wasn't the greatest wide receiver of all time. Devin Booker, Charles Barkley, Steve Nash, not the greatest basketball player of all time. Mm-hmm. Like, DT is the GOAT in her sport, in mm-hmm. her league, in history. Like, she is the greatest Arizona athlete that we've ever seen in professional sports here. And also, like, I know we've had multiple conversations on this show about how championships shouldn't hold the most weight when we are talking about athletes' careers. But until that narrative changes, and it definitely has not yet, mm-hmm. you can't pick and choose where you utilize that as the quote-unquote rule that we live by and I feel like a lot of people when it comes to Diana that they're like well it doesn't really matter it's not that big of a deal and I'm like if it's a big deal when we're talking about NBA players then it's also a big deal when we're talking about WNBA players it's also a big deal when we're talking about NFL or whatever sport you want to discuss but you can't pick and choose what the quote-unquote rules are that we make our judgments about these athletes based on when it doesn't fit the narrative anymore yep and I feel like we see that only when it comes to DT and this conversation around Arizona athletes. But there's no doubt about it that Diana Taurasi is the GOAT of Arizona when it comes to athletes who have been here. And it's also incredibly cool that she's spent her entire career with the Mercury. Like, we have been so lucky Mm -hmm. to be able to have her for so many years and enjoy the fruits of her labor alongside of her. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the coolest human being, too. Like, she is just a a flawless human being, not just a basketball player. But she is, like Devin Booker, effortlessly cool. She has been for years now. Um, So really happy for her that she got to have that moment and achieve something that no one in the sport had done, as she's done multiple times. The thing I love about DT is, uh, you know, you guys give me a hard time sometimes because of my sixth sense of humor. Uh, on the show, she's right yes. there with uh, she is right there <laughs> yeah. with me. Uh, yes, I, I think if DT was on this show, she'd probably be skewing more towards me yeah. than she would anything else, and I love her for it. Oh my gosh, I, I am just like, listen, I know that she's talked about ownership in her post playing career, and I want that for her very much so, but selfishly, I will say this until forever. 
I want Diana Taurasi in front of a camera and on a microphone. Yeah. Like there is nothing better. The content that we get from her, like when she's doing fun uh, broad side broadcast stuff, her and Sue, it's just gold. It's mm. internet gold and we need more of it. And I will yell that to the void until the day I die. <laughs> yeah. But shout out to DT once again. That was really cool. Um, and hopefully we get many more achievements from Diana. And one more thing. Listen, if, if you don't think Diana Taurasi is the GOAT, that's cool. That's fine. That's your prerogative. I just ask that people just be a little bit more respectful about the achievement and what she has meant to the to their sport as opposed to just coming at it so derogatory. That's the thing that just sets me off. And yeah. so she deserves to be praised. She deserves all the accolades and all the love that she's been getting, especially last night. They did a video after the game. That was phenomenal. They they recognized her her moment. She gave a speech. Like it was awesome. She should have a statue outside of a footprint. Hundred percent. A million percent. Hundred percent. Yes. And a lot of people in the chat are saying that like DT deserves a statue outside of the footprint one day. And I'm sure that she will be one of. She'll. It's inevitable that she's going to retire at some point in time in the near future. Um, and once she retires, as Trevor sent us a super chat, DT needs to go into the Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor, statue out front, name something after her as well. Yeah. Like, she has left such a mark on this organization, and her legacy deserves to live on. I, I think if Devin Booker wins a championship, he and DT will both be outside in front of the Footprint Center mm -hmm. with yeah. their own statues. But right now, until that happens, uh, and, and, and even if he doesn't win a championship, I think his longevity and, and his place in Suns lore yeah. will, will quantify that. Mm -hmm. But for right now... We're talking about DT, and DT for sure has crossed. She's checked all the boxes, mm -hmm. and she should be a legend outside that 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 arena. Absolutely, Trevor. Thanks for your super chat. Yeah. We appreciate you. Uh, listen, we talked about Bucky's. We also talked about Circle K. You know, Circle K will always be one A in my book. They have the best coffee, beer, and snack selection. They've got premium gas, and of course, the goat. When it comes to gas stations, Polar <laughs> Pops. Make sure you're not missing out on all of this great stuff. And right now, if you text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club, you're going to get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. So make sure you do that. Who doesn't love a BOGO offer? I love a good coupon, especially when it's to my favorite store at Circle K. Yeah, you should check them out because uh, we got they got some cool things that we're working on for next month, too. It's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, also, when you go to Circle K, you can check out some Four Peaks because Four Peaks is awesome. Mm -hmm. We all know that. Uh, the Green Tea Shot, as I've already alluded to a million times, is my favorite beer. Uh, you could also go check out all the other beers at their, their 8th Street Pub. They got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, listen, their food is phenomenal. I've said it every single show. I don't need to keep repeating it. So you need to go check it out yourself um, and, and just uh, check them out on social media as well, at Four Peaks uh, Brew uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. Check them out. Follow them all over the place because they have a lot of cool things that they do on a month-to-month -month basis, including changing up their menu. So check them out, at Four Peaks Brew on Instagram and Twitter. And remember, if you're going to partake, you must enjoy responsibly and be over the age of 21. Yes, please. we got to follow the rules. Also, if you're going to be outside for the rest of the summer, make sure you have a pair of Shady Rays. You'll look and feel your best when you've got this premium world-class product on your face. They are just as good as the expensive sunglasses, but they are much more affordable. And again, going back to coupons, we absolutely love them. And exclusively for you, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. 
Go to ShadyRays.com and use that promo code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Why are you looking at me like that, Gerald? I was moving in my chair. Okay, to just, just check it. I thought <laughs> no, you were going to throw shade at me. No, I wasn't like looking at I was like, listen, <laughs> no. I know Shady Rays, but I'm not in the mood for no. some shade. Everybody wants to know why you're not chipping in with the ads, Gerald. What's wrong, Gerald? You don't want to do any heavy lifting? I'm good. You guys got it. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just chilling. I, I've made Gerald read ads before. Mm-hmm. When Have Gerald you? and I do shows together, oh, really? he it's always has to read an ad. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. When it's yeah, just the two of us. Yeah, I feel yeah. Like. he doesn't get a choice in that matter. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. All right, let's continue on talking about Phoenix Suns newcomers and re-signees. Today, we are going to be discussing Damian Lee, who so graciously joined the show earlier this week, which if you missed that episode, definitely go back and listen to it. Um, we had a really good conversation with Damian Lee. Some silliness in there, of course, yes. and then some really cool things that he's got going on, including an online auction for his charity, and that money is going to a great place. But today, we are going to discuss what we can expect from him this upcoming season. We'll look at some of his strengths and some of his weaknesses. So obviously you guys know Damian Lee is a guard. He's 30 years old. He's six foot five. He's got a six foot eleven wingspan. Strength? Three point shooting, of course. <laughs> yeah. He's I mean, by pretty much every measure as a spot up guy, he was elite last season. Um, and if you have not checked out the article at GoPHNX, it is for diehards only. But he told us a lot of interesting things about what went into correcting his shot and getting it to the point where last year he ranked third in the NBA in three-point percentage by the time the season was done. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that loves to study film, like he told us the other day. Um, but the amount of work that goes into it, the amount of shooters that he's watched their shots over and over, you know, he told us uh, last season, in the middle of the season, Allen Houston was his favorite shooter to watch growing up. Um, and so he's he named, like, 10 different guys around the league whose guide hands he studies, whose shot pocket release form he studies. And shot they just put yeah, <laughs> he just put <laughs> a ton of work into that over there at Golden State. And it really paid off for him. And it's kind of cool because he was telling us, like a lot of people said, oh, he's going to go to Phoenix. He's going to fizzle out. Like because his brother-in-law, Steph Curry, they thought he was in the league as a favor to someone. And in his first season somewhere else, he goes off, finishes top five and three-point percentage for a top four seed in the West. Like he was saying, not to toot my own horn, but that means something that I was able to prove some of those people wrong. And then now he gets to re-sign and come back to Phoenix. You know, obviously the bench has changed a lot. Mm-hmm. There's going to be obstacles to playing time. We saw his minutes kind of dwindle as the season went on, and in the playoffs he didn't play much at all. Um, but he is a guy that with those three stars, having a guy in the corner – who shot, I think, like 51% from mm-hmm. the corners is huge. So I, I do think Jordan Goodwin, Eric Gordon are obstacles to his opportunities. But I do think the shooting he brings to the table, if Jordan Goodwin can't spread the floor, you can run Eric Gordon at point in small doses, and you can have Lee spacing the floor. So I am curious to see what his role kind of looks like under Vogel this year. Well, the Iceman can't take it away, and that's <laughs> the one thing that I'm looking forward to. Some consistency. Listen, Damian Lee's got his work cut out for him this year. We know this. There's a lot of dudes on this this roster that can shoot now, mm-hmm. um, and he's going to have to be consistent. I think there was times last year uh, where he kind of dipped off, especially towards the end of the season. Uh, but if if he if he can be more consistent, and that's something he talked about, then he's going to get those minutes, especially with the guys that they have in the fold, and especially in that second unit. 
as you said, Eric Gordon can can provide a little bit of that relief in terms of ball handling. Uh, that, that I would say if there was one weakness of Damian Lee, it was the ball handling. He's not the most proficient ball handler in the world. He can get from point A to point B, but if you if you if you put something in his path, uh, then it, then it's a little bit more difficult for him to go. You know, uh, from point A to point B, then C, then D, and, e, and so on and so forth. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do in year two in the Suns, uh, you know, system. And I'll also, I just hope he's just as consistent as can be when we get to the playoffs. That's the most important part, and that's where it seemed like everybody kind of fell apart last year, except for Devin Booker, where we got to the playoffs and everybody else's consistency kind of went down, and Booker had to carry everybody else up and um if they're going to win a championship guys like damian lee are going to have to find that yeah he, he shot three for 15 from three in the playoffs which obviously isn't going to get it done i think part of that was probably a byproduct of the fluctuating roles that we saw with a lot of the bench guys it, it's harder to get in a rhythm um i think this season he might be more accustomed to that because his role might not be as much as it was early in the season last year. Every time I think about Monty Williams and his rotations, I always think about that clip in in the office where he's trying to negotiate with Daryl, mm-hmm. and he's just like, eh, 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 and, and they're both, <laughs> I, 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 you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I don't know when to go. I don't know when I'm going to be called. I don't right. know when I'm going to go into the game. I have no idea how I should prepare myself. I don't know if I'm going to get in at all. And, you know, Jock talked about that yesterday. Right. That seemed to be a theme along some with some of these players in terms of, you know, it, I, I, I kept saying it all season, the rhythm. You just have to get into a good flow and a rhythm. And maybe at some point, you know, game 40 or 50 or 60, you're not playing well and they sw- switch it up. Okay, at least I know why. I'm not playing very well. They got to give another guy a shot. I get that. But from game to game, if I drop 30 in one game and then I don't see the f- floor the next, that's the problem, the wild inconsistency that I felt like sometimes these guys had. And Damian Lee – towards the end of the season was a victim of that as well. Mm-hmm. And well I, 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 sorry, go no, ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, I do think part of it is because if you look at the Suns, like their season was just in a constant state of flux between yeah. injuries and then, you know, arguably the biggest midseason trade of all time true, true. Uh, in midseason. Like if you look at his numbers by month, October, he shot just under 39% from three. November 52, December 49, January 42, February 24. Ironically, the coldest month of the year. Mm. The coldest month of the year. (laughs) And that was, you know, eight days into that month. They traded for Kevin Durant. They were missing two starters. Lee had to do a lot more. Um, They had guys in and out of the lineup. And so that was like the toughest month. Then March bounced back to 60%. So like he was pretty good outside of just February. Like that's where it really fell off for him. And I think, you know, maybe if he has a more consistent role, that will help. But it's not guaranteed because like we said, there are other guys coming in. It, it is just wild that I think early in the season we saw him optimized as a guy who can be the one that makes opponents pay late in clock, late in games. You know, he hit six of 11 from three-point range in clutch situations. All six of those makes came before the start of December. So, like, this is a guy that was really playing well when everyone was healthy, and then as soon as guys started getting hurt in and out of the lineup, it, it kind of put more on his plate as a ball handler, like you mentioned um, and, and he had to adjust because people were – he was shooting 50%, so guys were running him off the three-point line. Um, and I mentioned this in the piece as well. He did develop a pretty nice floater that he worked on, um, and he had a nice little Euro step even though he wasn't a great finisher at the rim. So those are two things that maybe he won't have to worry about as much this season, just spot up and let it fly. <laughs> right, which is a great place for him to be. I mean, within the piece, you also gave us kind of – 
uh, look into what his percentage was depending on how tightly he was guarded, right? So very tightly guarded, zero for zero, tightly guarded, zero for four, open, 33%, 26 for 78, and wide open, 84 for 165 at 50.9%. I would imagine Damien Lee is going to get a lot of fairly <laughs> wide open shots yeah, with that, this that's, group. That's crazy that like two-thirds <laughs> of his three-point attempts were wide open and that mm-hmm. he shot basically 51% on those. Yeah. That bodes well if, if you're sharing the court with Devin Booker, KD, and Bradley Beal. Yes. And then, Saul, going back to your just kind of the consistency um, point to all of this, it, it sort of feels like, and this is just me kind of speculating by putting the pieces together of what we've heard, mostly from Jock Landale and then him talking about Busy as well. But it also is something that I'm sure affected Damian Lee last year as well. Just not, it didn't feel like there was a lot of communication from the coaching staff to the guys about when or when they were not going to hear their name called. How do you feel like maybe they showed up to the locker room and they just had a red sticker in their locker room that meant well, you're not playing tonight? See, and that <laughs> I feel, I just think that would be even harder to kind of deal with because if the communication, a line of communication is open and you're like, hey, listen, we're going to be messing around with different rotations. We're going to be trying out some different guys and seeing where we think is best for the latter half of the season. I'm like, okay, I'm prepared because we've had the conversation. I know what to expect. But like Jock was saying, I'd have four really good games and then I just wouldn't see the floor for three games. And and that's that's a good point. Like, it's important to note that, though, is that it wasn't because Jock did say like Monty would tell him like, hey, not tonight. You're not playing tonight. Right. But I don't think that the players, at least from my interpretation from Jock, is what was the the reasoning why to an nth degree like right. like we want to go with busy okay cool but well, like why, why? Mm. you know what I mean like <laughs> yes. what am I doing wrong that I can't get into this game because you don't see value in me playing tonight right like, so I think that's that's where the communication process could could evolve and it's and it's obviously a lot more detailed than that with other players as well like DA included and stuff like that so I think. The only ones that really had carte blanche to do whatever were Booker and CP3. And then after that, it was just kind of like, you know, well, and Mikhail when he was here mm-hmm. um, and after it in KD. But outside of that, it was like, you know, you really didn't know what was going to happen on a day to day basis. Yeah, because I, I do remember Jock saying multiple times and busy when we asked them about the fluctuating roles and some nights it's your night, some nights it's not. They both said that Monty would communicate like, hey, you're not playing tonight or mm-hmm. you it's you tonight. Um, but I, I do think, to your point, a little more into the reasoning of that was what was yeah. missing in terms of like, okay, why though? Well, because then, yeah. then you don't have to stress like, I mean, listen, we're all human. We're all going to have anxieties at some point in time. But now you know, okay, this is what they're looking for tonight. This is the reasoning behind it. Or this is what I can work on outside of game days and really show them that I'm putting in the effort and the work here to get back into their good graces or to prove that I'm capable of doing whatever it is that they're needing in that moment. So uh, again, just a little bit more of an open line of communication, I think could serve them well, especially with a lot of guys on this team who are probably going to see inconsistent minutes and kind of fill out the back half of that bench. But we did ask Eddie Johnson, who saw him up close in person last year, what he thought about Damian Lee. And here's what EJ had to say. Damian Lee, I've been a fan of Damian Lee for a long time, uh, just with Golden State. Uh, I, I love his journey. You know, it's hard to be the brother-in-law of Steph Curry and, and want to make a name for yourself in the league. But it's also the best person to be around when you want to improve your game. And so I thought he had the best of both worlds. 
and getting that opportunity to, to play on the Golden State team, to be a champion, I thought was huge uh, for him in regards to his growth uh, and what he feels he could do. And he's evolved as not just a, a, a good player, but a, a very good teammate. And I think when you're not, you know, playing a huge role on the team, then you have to be a really good person, especially on a team that have ideas and, and obviously a drive to win a title. And so the pickup of Damian Lee last year was huge. I thought he should have been in the three-point contest. I was highly disappointed uh, that he wasn't chosen. It's a popularity contest now, and I have no respect for it when you can pass over a guy that was leading the league in three-point shooting for most of the first part of the year and all of a sudden he doesn't get a chance to be in it, but you'll put Julius Randle in it. I'll never get over that, uh, and I hurt that they didn't put him in, uh, but his three-point shooting was huge. Big shot making uh, as a fifth guy on the floor was huge, and that's what the Suns are going to need from him. Uh, I expect him to definitely get playing time this year because he loves to defend. He loves to get out there and compete. He's not afraid. And you can't be afraid when you're playing against four players that potentially can be all-stars. Like, you, it's some intimidation there. And you feel like maybe you're that fish out of water. I don't think Damian Lee is like that. He doesn't play that way. And I think that, you know, him this year, I think he's going to have a tremendous season because those shots are going to be even more open now for him. Uh, players aren't going to be able to stick to him. They're going to have to help out. And he should be able to light them up. And when he's not lighting them up, you'll see him over there on the bench being a great teammate. And that's what you need at the end of the bench if you're going to win. You got to have guys that are veterans at the end of that bench that are ready to play when their name is called and positive even if they're not playing. And so I think that's what the Suns have right now. And Damian Lee was a guy that I had hoped they kept. And I expect great things out of him this year in whatever role that he plays. EJ touched on a couple of things in terms of him being the fifth guy in the shot making. Like, in the fourth quarters, he shot the second best percentage in the NBA last year from three in those fourth quarters. The only guy ahead of him is now his teammate, Yuta. So the Suns <laughs> are going to be pretty set in that regard, but there is something to be said for a guy that knows his role and embraces it. He's told us multiple times, like, I know that I'm a role player, and I'm okay with that. Like, my job is to figure out how I fit in with these stars, and it echoes what he told us the other day about wanting to be known as a winner that's the most important thing to him um, and I think that makes him a great fit with this roster whether he's playing or not um, so I'm excited to see what he's able to bring to the table when he does get his opportunities absolutely oh, and of yes. course if you want to take an even deeper dive into Damian Lee Gerald wrote a fantastic article over at gophnext.com it's available for diehards there's lots of really good quotes and stats and info in there so check it out and also, listen, if you haven't become a diehard yet, now is a great time to become a diehard. Uh, there's so many perks to being a diehard. When you sign up, you get a free t-shirt or hat of your choice. Mm -hmm. You get a really cool welcome box as well. You get access, um, early access to all of our events. You get discounts from select partners as well. And we do have some events coming up that if you are a diehard, you get first dibs on. The PHNX Cardinals road trip is happening. Cardinals at Seahawks, October 21st through the 23rd. Tickets are and information are available at gophnx.com. And then we got a D-backs takeover on August 12th happening as well. So to sign up and get information on all of that, go to gophnx.com today. Uh, listen, we're here at BetMGM. 
and it's uh, Friday, so that means you get bonus bets. If you just show up today, you get uh, you get bonus bets, a hundred bucks. Love bonus that. Bonus bets, you got to do that. A hundred bucks. Also this weekend, yes, and also this weekend, if you log in at any point, you can claim your other bonus bet at any point in time. It's free bets on the house. You get to do it. Uh, any bets that you like, you take advantage. It's fantastic. Also, we have a huge. And I do mean huge. Right now, I think we have like 38 teams in this cornhole tournament. It's the championship of the world going on tonight out here on the beautiful lawn um, here at State Farm Stadium and BetMGM Sportsbook. So come out. Check it out. Um, It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be fun. Uh, Everybody's going to lose except for me, which is (laughs) awesome. And Max put it in the chat like, why do I keep ducking him in cornhole? Dude, I have never lost (laughs) to Max Simpson, and I never will. Never lost. Point blank. (laughs) So uh, make sure you sign up for the BetMGM app. Use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. Check out the show notes for for details. And now... Listen to Shane. Talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Um, Saul, you're going to lose today to me and Gerald because Gerald and I are taking home the hardware. Mm-hmm. Listen, just say, just mm-hmm. prepare yourself mm-hmm. mentally. Just, just so I'm we all ready. know, um, I, I say this with all love. Mm-hmm. None of us have a shot at winning. Tonight. <laughs> no. There's some dudes, there, there's some people. There's there's this one lady that came out. I swear she never she never not made it in the hole. Yeah. it was ridiculous. That's, That's aggressive. Insane. There are some pros out here who are going to be out here. Can can we not competing. play them first? We, we, Lindsay and we I were great. We just need to make it out of the first round. Lindsay and I were great. We were. And were. then the sun got to Lindsay and she wanted to go inside and then that was when it changed. But, but, I mean, listen, but, we were playing cornhole for like three hours but, straight. But, 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 After a minute, I just needed a break. But who did you lose to that day? But we played you last. If we had played you in the middle, if we had played you in the middle, you would have gotten wrecked. But who did you lose to that day? And we lost by like a point. You but guys were who? up early. Damn. They got cocky, and then we came back because Lindsay was like, all right, I've had enough of this. But who did you lose to that day? Sean. I'm just saying. Unreal. To Sean. <laughs> to Sean and the sun. Also, shout out Amelia. <laughs> Amelia's just in the chat said, I'm now a diehard. Thanks, Chris, on Twitter or whatever. Awesome. Uh, welcome, Amelia. Welcome. I mean, you've basically been a part of the family since day one already, but now that you're official a diehard, even more awesome. <laughs> Appreciate you. Also, our friends over at OGs, they have fantastic products if you are looking to get into the gummies edible game. But if you're not really sure what kind of gummies to get, OGs already took the guesswork out of it for you. We're talking about their mixed bag. So it's got all the different flavors um, that they offer, the fruits and the creams. Plus, they are available in both a sunny sativa or a mellow indica blend. So it allows you to kind of customize your OG's experience based on your mood, time of day, or what you're really looking for. So we highly recommend you check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com or on Instagram at ogsbrands for more information. You can also find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years older to purchase. All right. On Fridays, we have a lot of fun. And in honor of the fact that we got a new version of Devin Booker this week, we got t-shirt book in the mix now. 
we are going to draft our favorite versions of Devin Booker. And yes, we did kind of come up with a bunch of variations of him. There are at least 15 versions of Devin Booker, probably many, many more. So today we're going to draft them and the draft order is going to go Gerald, Saul, and then me. So different versions of Devin Booker. Different versions of Devin Booker. This is going to be a very subjective list because everyone has their favorite Devin Booker. And honestly, I don't think any list can be wrong. Because no. they are all fantastic choices. But I do think there is a glaring number one pick. And it's Probably. the one that if he does have a statue made, I don't know how they're going to do it. But it would be iconic if they gave us four pose book. Oh. Because that is the Devin Booker that we know now. Like okay. that, is, that was the bubble moment that changed everything. We've seen him replicate it multiple times since then. Like that was to this point probably his most iconic moment. And hopefully there will be more, many more to come. But that's that's the trademark one right now. So I'm so, going floor pose book. So floor pose book is separate from bubble book. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, for me, I'm going to go with where it all started. It's the most legendary part of book's lore and where um, you either loved him or you hated him mm-hmm. for a certain amount of reasons. I'm going to say 70 point book. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. 70 point books where it all started. That's where it's going to start for me. I like that one. Um, I want to take Beanie Book first overall just because of how much I love beanies. But I'm going to take Playoff Book. Okay. Because who doesn't love Playoff Book? It's always just another notch up. Uh, that's going to be my first one. <sighs> this one's tough because I I want to say that I feel like Beanie Book would fall. Mm-hmm. But I also don't trust you guys not to just take it to spite me. I don't know why you keep saying it out loud then. Uh, what do you mean? Of Poker course face I have to needs take some it. work. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. I feel like I know you guys at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm going to go Beanie Book. Okay. Just because I have to. Okay. Okay. Well, also, real quick, we did go to question in the chat. Said, "Are they are there good burgers where you guys are at? Yes. There are phenomenal burgers yes. here at the BetMGM Sportsbook. The chicken sandwich is one of my faves, though." Okay. Okay. Anyway. Um, okay. So I, I'm com- I'm conflicted about a couple, but I'm gonna go nice and easy. Uh, I'm gonna go bathtub book. Oh, bathtub that was a good such pick. a good Dude, pick. Bathtub book That's is a legendary. Pick. Such Let's a good go. pick. That's a good pick. Um, I'm going to go. This is tough because I don't want to be too redundant here, but I do feel... Okay, so I'm going to go Baby Bump Book. Okay. Um, Because regardless of what happened after that, that was still one of the greatest moments. It was cute, but it It does have a little bit of a stain on it, I will say. No, don't, don't, don't. Sorry, Gerald. Don't try and talk the viewers into voting separately, differently. Um, And then we are going to go with Bubble Book. Um, because that was, he was unreal. And I think during that year, especially like we all needed some (laughs) dose of serotonin. (laughs) Yes. And holy shit, that sun's bubble run with him fueling it was unbelievable. So bubble book. Yes. All right. I got one that's not even on the list. Oh Oh, yeah. Uh, it's one that it didn't ultimately end well, but I did love this moment. I'm going to go with playoff wink book. Uh, when he got okay. fouled and it looked like it was horrible against Luca and the Mavs, yes. and then he looked up and okay. he kind of winked. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Playoff wink book. That's uh, that's gonna be my. That's third a one. good one that we did forget about. Also, hello in the chat says, does Lindsay have a list or is she going off the chat again? Um, 
Thank you very much. Hello. I literally came up with like 12 of these that were on the list that we all got to choose from. I mm-hmm. even circulated them to the group chat to help get everyone's creative juices flowing. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, okay. My next pick, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Dylan at Art of the Dill on Twitter. Okay. Uh, because they always post the Twitter long hair <laughs> Devin Booker. And it is one of my favorite things to come from Sun's Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take Art of the Dill's Twitter long hair book next. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I n- it never not puts a smile on my face when it shows up on my timeline. Yep. So it's a, it's a solid choice in my opinion. And then I'm going to go... Are we going to call him Beard Book or Scruffy Book? Whatever you want to call I him. like Beard Book for the alliteration, but that's okay. just me. All right. So beard, beard slash book. Scruffy Book. I'm going to go with that. Okay. Okay. So my, my I'm next. Yes. Um, I will go with uh, Baby Bump Book. And we already took that. I already Gerald got took Baby that Bump. Oh, you already got Baby yeah. Bump? Oh, my bad. I, I'm sorry I got that. my Baby Bump, Baby Bump, Baby Okay. Bump. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll go with Gold Medal Book. Oh, uh, okay. That's a good one. Yep. Okay. Team USA, baby. That's a good one. Yep. So have, have you picked? Four times or five? Yeah, four. That's yeah. my fourth four. Okay, so this is my last pick. Yes. We got back to back. Let's see here. I'm going to go. Ooh, there's a lot of good options that we could go with here. But I'm going to go with Three Point Champion book. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't even have that on the list. You got one more, I think, right? No, yeah, one, you got two, one more. three, four. Yeah, you got one more. Oh, I have one more. Oh, yep. No, wait. One, yeah, two, you got three, one more. Four. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, then I will take uh, Dog Dad Book. Ooh, Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. We, Solid. We, we love some Haven on the we timeline. We do, absolutely. Oh, man. I might get drugged for this next one. Uh, oh. What you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Kendall Book. Oh, God. <laughs> and the only reason why, listen. What? Like, so like, let's, what? Take, let's take the emotions out of this. <laughs> yes. Even though they probably can't. Okay. Um, I mean, it felt like it was going to work, right? It felt like they, they had something going there. They looked like a, such a cute couple. Mm-hmm. Like, they looked like everything was jiving. Mm-hmm. And then after they broke up, things didn't wor- really work out for the Suns after that. But, you know, I, that, that was kind of a peak. And it was it, it was during one, their best season ever. Yeah. It was. So, so it was. I, I'm going to go with Kendall slash Sedona book. Is that how the, is that are those not two separate books? No, because because no, because the first time we all found out about Kendall and Book was when they were in Sedona. They were at a they were at a rest stop and somebody Gerald, took a you picture. Be the decision maker here. Does, I don't, I don't does mind Kendall it. slash that's, Sedona book count? That's fine. Yeah? That's okay, fine. fine. Yeah. Kendall slash Sedona mm, book. Take that, Emma. <laughs> um, okay, so I have one, two, three, four. So this I only have one pick here. Yes. That sucks because I am fifty fifty on one. Um, several well-known books still left on the I yeah. know. So there's a lot of, I feel like everyone was very 50-50 about t-shirt book. Yes. Like, I feel like it got mixed <laughs> reviews. Yes. And so I'm a little bit nervous to take that one. Although I did really, I feel like it's a vibe. I'm not mad at it. Hmm. If he actually wears it in a game, I might feel a little bit differently. But t-shirt book right now, I'm cool with. Okay. But I think headband book was also one of the first times we really had a variation of Devin, if you will. Like that sort of seems like it was the jumping point of when we started being like headband book, beanie book. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I feel like it's kind of the OG one. So I'm going to go headband book. 
I hate I'll be honest, I'm not a fan of headband. No, I, I do not like I don't like him wearing the headband, but <laughs> I'm just paying homage to where it all it's, began. It made his head look extraordinarily big, and I didn't like it. That's fair. But I still, again, I just think it was kind of a launching point okay. for the different variations of book that we have all kind of become accustomed to. Okay. So that's what I'm going with. So we have Gerald with four pl- floor pose book, baby bump book. Bubble book, three-point champ book, and dog dad book. Saul's got 70-point book, bathtub book, playoff wink book, gold medal book, and Kendall slash Sedona book. Yeah, I want that to say gold medal book, not Team USA book. (laughs) Gold medal, because I like it when he's talking about the gold medal and he's wearing that. And he's taking a picture with KD with the American flag, and they're wearing the gold medals. Gold medal book is the way to go. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Emma, I got to make that update. Um, and then I have playoff book, beanie book, Twitter slash uh, Dylan's long hair book, beard book, and headband book. Okay, solid. I like Lots of listen, books. and we didn't even get Kentucky book or angry Pikachu book when his cheeks or get the all red. book, <laughs> the t-shirt book's not book. on this list. There's yeah. so many different variations of Devin, and I think we can all agree that. They're fantastic. Yes. 90% of we them, get, we all at least kind of love. We didn't even say bit. Hooters with the Fellas book. Oh, oh shoot. We forgot yeah. about Hooters with yeah. the Fellas yeah. book. Dang. Yeah. That yeah. would have been a good pick. So I thought you about that. Probably taken I that. thought about that, but I was like, well, there wasn't really an image for that. Yeah. So, yeah. There's well, so many all the books. tweets. Yeah. yeah. Just all the tweets. Damn it. Dang. Dang. Yeah, that's a good one. Right. Yep. This is fun. <laughs> I love this. And I honestly, again, no losers in this poll. No. You can. Not say well, we already that know somebody chose a terrible <laughs> list because they're all be great. <laughs> <laughs> it, whatever book you love the most, whichever one is nearest and dearest to your heart, yes, you're a winner. Whatever, whatever confidence I have in actual physical competition, I completely lack in poll competition. <laughs> like it's just the opposite. Like, well, something I, had to keep I, you grounded. I never, so. I never win these. This, this I, is the way, the uh, world's uh, way of keeping you humble. <laughs> what, what is it, Alonzo uh, Ball's dad or? Uh, what, What's his name? LeVar. LeVar Ball. Yeah. He's like, never lost. I'm like, always lost <laughs> on these polls. <laughs> never won. <laughs> That's tough. Well, we'll post this on uh, Twitter. Go over there and let us know which version of Devin Booker is your favorite. And weigh in on who you think drafted the one that is nearest and dearest to your heart. Uh, Leo sent us a super chat and said, classic car book. Fire. That's yeah. a good oh, one, too, shit. Leo. Impa- Impala book. We is definitely yeah. dropped the ball Impala on that book. one. There's so many books. There's so yeah, many. There's and we were worried at first when we threw this idea out that, like, would we have enough yeah. for 15 solid ones? Well, and em- now I'm thinking we could probably, there's probably at least 25. Well, yeah. Emma asked me um, when you guys excluded me from our chat. Um, um, and, sh- when you guys, um, you were mean in Emma? A meeting. Emma yeah. started it first, <laughs> and so, not me. Uh, yeah. And so Sorry, Emma's, Emma, throwing shade your way on a Friday. Emma bad. was like. Okay, no, 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 no. You stop it right now because Saul Bookman. Saul Bookman. true. Okay, but listen. It's true. Listen. Listen. Yeah, go ahead. When you're in meetings, you get so angry when your phone's blowing up. No, you don't know that. You're not even in those meetings. How do you know? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you Shut know. Emma was just trying to be nice. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Anyway, when I was excluded from the group, um, we, we she told me that, like, hey, what do you think about these, these book ideas? And I was just like, I mean... It doesn't feel like there's that many. Yeah. And then as we kept going on and on and on, and even now, we're still coming up with yeah. more. Yeah. yeah, there's like 50 of them, I feel like. Yeah, so. Someone in the chat said, rock the baby book when he yeah. did that to yeah. Westbrook. Oh, like, yeah. There's lots of books. There's so many. Yeah. The Luca special. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us on this Friday afternoon. And listen, there's still plenty of time to come in and hang out with us. 
um, here at BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium. Lindsay, Whoop. two 45-minute shows. Let's go, dog. Let's go. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fantastic. Look at us go. They said it couldn't be done. We did it without Espo. <laughs> so that's the trick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, Espo. We you take a strays out. on a Friday. Sorry, Espo. Hope you feel better by next week. Uh, we miss you, for real, though. Um, yeah, there's still plenty of time to come hang out with us at the BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium. We'll probably be out here till like, what? Nine-ish? Yeah, about nine. About nine. Yeah, about nine. So come hang out. Grab a beer, some food, play cornhole. It'll be a blast. But until we see you next time, be sure to follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore sons. You can follow me at lindsaysmithaz. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And, of course, you can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. Saul, take us home. I mean, it makes sense for the book to end the show. So there we go. Bye-bye. Hey yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, I 